Welcome everybody back to the Game Ball Podcast. Um, my name is Mark, and I'm joined this week uh, by Tom. How you doing, Gamer Dad? I am very tired. <laughs> I'm still trying to recover from Extra Life. Yeah, as, as we all are. Um, the if, For those who don't know, we did our Extra Life uh, fundraising 24-hour marathon um, last Saturday. Not the one that just passed, the one before, um, since this podcast has come out on a Monday. Um, and we ended up raising uh, $1,350, so thank you so much. Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. Um, I pulled up some statistics uh, from the seven years we've been doing this and stuff. So we'll talk about it in full later. But I just want to upfront thank everybody that showed up. Um, it was a good time. Um, we got some good donations. Uh, Jen's going to be running a stream. She's doing her own separate um, raising for the Game Vault Pod team. And then I'm probably going to do a mini marathon at some point. Um, the way my schedule's looking, it may be Black Friday. Um, cool. So be on the lookout for that because my Friday just got freed up personally. So, um, yeah. So uh, if you want to donate, um, you can still go to tinyurl.com slash gamerdadbattle. And just you have until December 31st. So without further ado, Tom, uh, what have you been playing? Let's see. Uh, oh, so I guess I, it's, I haven't been on the podcast since I did this. Uh, so I quit uh, Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories. Hey, if, if if I had the ability to have a sound bar, this is where I would have the crowd <laughs> applause. Yeah, uh, Jonathan also applauded when I told him that because uh, I, I was just just getting so frustrated with it because I just wasn't. There was no way I was going to be able to get through the part I was at, and then not only that, I then realized after I watched like a let's play that that wasn't the end of the game. Like there was a whole, a whole nother like six chapters with Riku that I would have had to do. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I am not, not sit, put, not putting myself through that when I can very easily just start playing a game. I actually like. Yeah. And so I started kingdom hearts Two final mix and I'm already like four or five hours into it. Yeah, so and, as time flies when you're playing a game you enjoy. It's it's amazing the difference. Like it, I, I can't even. It's hard to describe just how just how much the time flies, especially on a game where it's been a while since you've played it, but it's but you yeah. really like the game. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I played Kingdom Hearts two. It's probably been I don't know, probably since the PS three version of this game oh, wow. came out. So it's been a while and. I, oh, I'm enjoying every second of it. I feel uh, the same way. Every time I boot up uh, Final Fantasy X, I get to Luca in like one sitting. That's like yeah. five, six hours. Um, once you know what you're doing, uh, so but yeah, like, I, I understand that. There's like the whole anybody who's played Kingdom Hearts two knows that you don't play as Sora in the beginning. You play as Roxas for like three hours, two or three hours, and I like blew through that because I was. Everybody's usually like, oh, I don't like that part where you play as Roxas. So I was like, I really like it because it's that part is the most nostalgic part for me because when I first started playing that game, I was on summer vacation. And the whole point of that beginning part is Roxas is on summer vacation and he's trying to do all this stuff before the end of summer vacation. So yes. it kind of just hits you in that nostalgia, nostalgia bone and it, uh, 
it it really is a, a fun part for me even though like you're just doing like goofy stuff like trying to hit a ball up in the air 50 times or you know trying to deliver uh mail or like just goofy like stuff that just seems like a time waster it's just really nice to be in twilight town and it just the music alone in twilight town i actually just bought i bought a cd of the uh kingdom hearts 2 soundtrack because i was like you know i really need this in my life all the time i need to need to have it with me so uh so yeah kingdom hearts it's uh it's got a, it's got its hooks in me yet again yeah i'm assuming it's hard to find on vinyl if it is at all on vinyl never seen kingdom hearts on vinyl i don't know why and you would think that um that square would release something like that but i've never seen it yeah because um, yeah speaking of that i don't know if i mentioned on the podcast but i did buy the final fantasy 9 vinyl soundtrack well yeah because i sent it to you yeah well you knew <laughs> i didn't know if the audience knew um, yeah you you you're still cursing me for that i think yeah no it's actually it's a good listen um the good thing about nine compared to 10 soundtrack which i also have um is that it all the music on each side so far like flows together like in the 10 soundtrack one side will have like the like they put the music in order of of like how you know it so like all of a sudden jack's theme which is like the guitar butt rock um that that occurs on one of the final bosses um i mean i guess technically the final boss um spoilers um you know plays like the third song on the track you know and you know you have the opening zanarkin theme then all that and then it goes into that hard rock and you're like whoa this is (laughs) there's no build-up um but yeah but i can't imagine like i i know those game those vinyls i can put on and just listen um and i don't know if i played them as much as you've played kingdom hearts 2 um you know in terms of that soundtrack needing to be around you yeah i mean like I, I can hear the soundtrack in my head right now as we're sitting here, just because I've been playing it so much lately. Um, yeah. I also want to get the original soundtrack at some point too, um, just because of the the first level theme. Just it's so like relaxing. I could just listen to it on loop for for hours. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. But besides Kingdom Hearts, I haven't really messed around with too much. Obviously, we did Extra Life. Um, I messed around a little with the new Forza update, the Forza Horizon 5 update with Donut Media. Uh, it's pretty good so far. I like those guys, so I, any anything with them in it is I'm going to enjoy. They were in Dirt 5 also, and that was it was uh pretty nice as well. But yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. I'm uh like I said, I'm still recovering from extra life. <laughs> I uh I've got I've gotten my my setup pretty much cleaned back up to the point where it was before we started everything. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the ins and outs of it uh, when we get to the extra light. But I played Splatoon for the first time um, by playing Splatoon three. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it with the motion controls um, because I found out that I hold apparently my controller weird according to Nintendo. Um, you hold it up and down, right? Yeah, instead of straight out. Yeah. Um, so that messes up motion controls a little bit. So um, we'll see um, about that. Uh, but what I've been playing outside of the Extra Life games, um, uh, finally booted up FIFA 23 and played it. 
so far so good um, in terms of, uh, you know, the atmosphere and stuff. They seem to be getting better with it every year. Um, the only thing I wish is that they actually had, like, a way to license the songs that, you know, the different um, teams use. Because some, some teams, especially in the English Premier League, have, like, distinctive songs that are connected to the, the team. Um, you know, with the fir- most famous being You Never Walk Alone um, with Liverpool. But, you know, it, there's, like, some chance, but, you know, it's, it seems too generic. But if they could get that stuff in, it might open up some more realism. But it's still great. Best part is the PC version is the PS5 version. Um, oh, that's so good. It is up Unlike Madden, which is still the PS4 version. Um, I feel like Madden is a much more... Um, that's the word I'm looking for a much wider played game, so they have to make it work on the more things. Yeah, my thought with FIFA is that it's um, it's probably the one game that is of EA Sports that's probably popular on PC. Um, so they have to give the, like one of the best versions just because, um, because of FIFA Ultimate Team and all that stuff, you know, uh people that can't get consoles in like Europe or Asia or stuff like that, uh, but have really good PCs, um, will still play that game. Um, but yeah, I think that's the reason. Cause they know FIFA is like where the money's made with ultimate team, um, that they're like, we can't skimp out anywhere. Everything's got to be next gen or current gen. <laughs> yeah. We, we can't, we can't mess with the moneymaker. And with Madden, I just feel it's like, it's easier to just put out the same version again on PC. I mean, um, Madden, Madden are going to cut corners anyway, no matter what. So yeah, and I can't wait to see what corners they cut with NCAA next year. Um, they better not cut any. God damn it! <laughs> We've been waiting uh, how many years for? Yeah, exactly. Uh, NCAA fourteen. Um, yeah, so it, it'll be nine years. Well, yeah. no, ten years. Because NCAA 14 would have released in 2013. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was interesting. Um, I, I like they, they added something that got old pretty quickly. But I like that they're adding this stuff. Like when you, when you sign a player or buy a player, um, they have a little uh, scene where he comes into your facility and meets your coach and the other players. And it does a photo shoot. You know, I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. Integra- you know thing to like make it not just seem like it's like yeah but after like the fifth time i'm sure it gets annoying yeah and and the funny part is that they have like if you sign a guy over a certain overall you get a different scene than somebody lower and it's kind of funny because you're like that's how it would be in real life (laughs) they sign like the superstar guy and the coach is like at the front door shaking their hand you know walks them back if you sign a guy that's like in the 70s it's like he meets the assistant coach at the front door. The coach comes in, shakes the hand, points at him, goes off on a phone call. <laughs> it's, they like go to different gyms. Uh, it was just I I laughed at that. I'm like, that's that's pretty good because that's that's how it would be in professional sports. Um, but yeah, I've been skipping it after a while. But um, yeah, I like all the new stuff they're doing. I mean, there's still glitches and stuff. It's EA, um, which has been being made very popular on. Um, uh, TikTok and things like that uh, for oh, some yeah. of the some of the errors. I can but, only imagine. Yeah, yeah, but I liked it. Um, yeah, just real quick on the sports stuff um, with the baseball playoffs wrapping up. I was went back in MLB the show um, and tried to continue my pursuit of beating uh, Bonds' record uh, with Mike Trout, who for some reason when I simulated the season in August 
had already 50 home runs in August um, through the simulation. So I was like, oh, let me play the rest of these games and see if I can get to 73. Um, I didn't. I got the 68, but oh, almost ooh. nice. Almost nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just playing that and just destroying teams because I made myself the greatest team of all time with a $600 million payroll. Um, but uh, yeah, so finishing that up. And then the main thing I've been playing, and if you were there for Extra Life, um, you heard me talk a little bit when they were bringing up, um, you know, God of War Ragnarok, new game out, um, that I had only played uh, God of War up into around the point where the world serpent appears for the first time and opens up the open world um, or the lake where you can just drive around all these different little like side quests and things. Um, so uh, I said, you know what? With Ragnarok out, um, I'm going to attempt to uh, play through um, the first game. So I downloaded it again on PS5. And thank God they have it on like the PS Plus thing that they gave you for having a PS5 in the first year um, for free. So I didn't have to dig out my uh, disc to play it. Um, and then I turned the uh, difficulty down to easy. I'm not ashamed because I just want to get through the story. Because um, uh, as much as I um, don't like, don't care about hearing spoilers, um, Dan did let me know one of like the big uh, spoilers in it. So now, instead of being upset that I know that, I now want to go through the story and see how they resolve that. Well, don't don't. Spoil I'm not going to say it. No, but I still haven't gotten there yet. No, but he like I want to see how they get to that point and how it comes up and you know the at moment. This, at, at this point, though, I think it would be my fault because how many years oh, old yeah. was that game? Five, four years old. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't spoil it for you anyway because I appreciate um, that. Yeah, but. Yeah, my I didn't get upset when I learned it because now it made me more curious and probably part of the reason I redownloaded the game. Um, so I've already gotten through. I'm about headed um, to the third uh, like realm that you get to go to. Um, I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to spoil anything um, for you. But um, yeah, you already found out one of the characters hidden identities, and you know, um, which is fun. Um, and it kind of makes me want to read like mythology because um, I didn't play the original God of War games. So, um, but just the way the story they're telling here is pretty interesting. So, um, yeah, I've been playing through that. Um, been doing more side missions than I probably should do if I'm just looking to get through the story. Um, but I, I am a sucker for seeing something on a map and going to do it. Um, How open world is it? Is it like Red Dead open world? Or no, is it no, no, no. Or is it like I'm trying to think of? There's level. only one. There's only one central area that's open world um, that has icons and stuff on it, or at least as far as I know. Um, but it's open world in the sense that I think you can pretty much go to any realm you want at any time. Um, so I think there might be small things to do everywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just the opening lake, um, which is right after the tutorial. So no spoilers there for you. Um, okay. it's mainly the open world for the most part. Um, when you get into the different realms, they probably have like branch points, you know, where if you go left instead of right where the main quest is, there's a little something over there, um, right. for you to explore. Maybe sometimes a cave, maybe sometimes just a puzzle, you know, it's not, it's not as bad as Red Dead or any of those type of, of those games, but, um, it is definitely more open world than 
what I've heard of the original God of Wars being. So um, it's been fun so far. I'm probably going to go play it after we get done recording here for like an hour or two um, to get through it a little bit more. But yeah, yeah. I, now, uh, yeah have you played... Um, for have you played the old God of War games? Like I, I have not. Three? No, I have not. Okay, okay. Never mind then. They're completely different see, games. I was gonna say, see if what you thought in the difference between um the play styles. But if you've never played the other other game, yeah, I don't have played. anything to compare it to personally. But I feel this play style, since I lean more RPG, um, you know, because this has like armor score and all that stuff, um. And so I would probably lean more the way this is structured and the way the combat's structured here um, with having the boy um, as your help, um, which he's gotten better as help. Um, I, I was afraid they weren't going to level him up and he was just going to be support, you know, but you can level him up. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a little nervous. I mean, I don't know why I was nervous. It makes sense. But I was just worried that they weren't going to even like focus on him. But yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'll probably end up getting Ragnarok. Um, and as I, there is a chance at um, uh, around Christmas time um, that I I may be a, a Pokemon player um, <laughs> because I'm I bought both Scarlet and Violet uh, as a Christmas present for someone. Wink, wink. I don't know if she listens to the podcast. She may. God knows. With that girl. Um, so I'm going to give her the choice of which one, and then I'll take the other while she's playing that. Um, you know, and you can do the Pokemon thing and trade and do all yeah. the other stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just depends. Um, I'll see how much she's into it. She's really into it, like now, like wanting to play Go and all that. Um, and she has Eevee already, so you know, I want to see how much she's into this before I actually crack open the other one. Because if she's not really into it, I'll just return it. Um, but yeah, yeah, so. We'll no. be recording on that in a little bit. It's funny because this is like the first one I'm not playing because I've heard so much negative stuff about it. Oh, yeah. It. I, I've heard that it, it runs like shit. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting to see if they, they make uh, any changes to it. Yeah. So hopefully they update it somewhat by Christmas. Um, yeah. If they, if they do, if they fix it, I might I might buy it, but I haven't decided yet. Yep. And then. Um, in terms of things I'll be playing um, for our streaming series um, every Saturday, um, the I've already would have done one episode of this. I'm going to be playing through the Yakuza series on our streaming uh, channel at twitch.tv slash GameVaultPod. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And then every Sunday, um, I'm going to... Uh, what I had planned to do um, is play through... Uh, I have four games that I'm going to make a poll of. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably already know which one won. Um, but, uh, this is more for Tom to react to than anything (laughs) now. Um, so I have four games on my list that I have started and not finished yet. Um, so, uh, first one, I have Watchdog Legions, uh, Uncharted 4, uh, which might be the shortest because I think I'm like two thirds of the way through that. Um, uh, Tales of Bisteria, um, I think I'm about halfway and then I found when going through my PlayStation that I have on my PlayStation and a save on it, uh, The Order 1886. Oh, that's uh, a good one. So I'm going to throw those four up for a poll. You guys have already voted on it, so ignore this. There'll be polls 
um, every time I finish the game. So whichever one won, once I finish that, I'll throw the other three up with a new game. Um, and then for Thursday streams, which will tie into the news, which we'll get into next, um, I'm going to be playing all games that I think are up for uh, game, game of the year that I haven't played yet. Um, you know, like Signalis and Metal Hellsinger and, you know, Tightening Kin, a bunch of the smaller stuff that I haven't gotten to um, just to try it out. Um, Pentiment, Escape Academy, things like that. Um, so be, be on the lookout for that. Um, so I'll be having a lot more to talk about um, in this segment. Uh, but for now, let's move on to the news. Okay. Get this to come up here. Okay. Uh, first off, um, slightly, uh, I guess this is really big news. Um, I don't play much um, Blizzard games per se. Um, you know, I have played, you know, some StarCraft II on stream um, here. and But I'm not much of an Overwatch or Diablo or anything players. But uh, Blizzard announced that they're suspending um, game services in China for those games starting next year. Um, their, uh, their agreement with NetEase uh, expires on January 23rd. And this just seems like either the precursor to something or just a weird business decision. It could also be a licensing thing because I know that their stuff is licensed out there yeah. by Chinese companies. So I don't know. Yeah, it looks like reading through this, Net NetEase um, has the um, license, but it expires on January 23rd, and they have not been able to come to a decision. Um, right. It looks like it's because they're a Chinese company, just from the Blizzard um, statement, that they haven't reached an agreement uh, because the uh, renewal needs to be consistent with Blizzard's operating principles and commitment to player and employees. So, well, it's because they got bought by Microsoft. So, yeah. So yeah, they got That's why I said it's, it, it feels like a shoe gotta, drop. Yeah, they got to be a little, uh, little more, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? They got to be a little cautious. Cautious now that they have to deal with now that they're a Microsoft company. So, yeah. 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 So, you know, they say things about, you know, looking for alternatives for the Chinese players and, you know, just, just basic damage control here for that stuff. Um, I think it was smarter of them to come out and say it so early um, instead of like sometime in December. Um, just because A, it gives time for, you know, doing that negotiation in public thing. Um, you know, maybe get NetEase to drop how much or raise how much they're paying or whatever um, for it. Um, or Tencent could step in. Or, ten, or, yeah, or, yeah, or to get someone else to step in and pay them a lot of money for it. So it gives them time for both of those cases. So, yeah, so if you um, listen to this podcast and you live in China, I... Thank you. I, I like the global reach um, that we have. Because um, I would keep an eye on this story if you can. Um, if you if you like to play Blizzard games. Uh, uh, the it other thing I just... Be, it, it could also be a gambling thing. True. Because of Overwatch. Yeah. But you never know. Who knows? I mean, that, that you can only speculate so much with uh, stuff like this. And then two quick stories before we get into our big story, which is uh, the Game Awards nominations. Um the uh, NPDs for October came out, you know, the uh, hard copy physical sales, um, not digital sales, and um, not much of a surprise. Um, only one, really. Um, the number two game was Gotham Knights um, this month. Uh, Call of Duty, obviously, number one. Um, 
And then, you know, you had your sports games, your FIFA, Madden, NHL, uh, which I'm kind of surprised NHL was five, but I guess nothing else really came out, um, you know. And then uh, the interesting one, um, because it sometimes you forget how popular the first game was, but uh, Mario and Rabbit's Spark of Hope was sixth. Um, and then uh, the Bayonetta finished ninth. Um, and then Holding Strong, Elden Ring is in tenth. Um, the fun one is that um, coming back to the top 10 is uh, Persona 5 uh, because Royal just came out. Um, uh, I believe I believe the Switch release came out. Um, I know it popped up on cool. Game Pass. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say it came out on Xbox. I think it came out on everything Yeah, at this point yeah. now. So the fun thing on this list here is they had the rank for the, for the month before. And the month before in September, Persona was ranked 291st so <laughs> it made it jump all the way up to seven well, that's um, what happens when you get put out on every console pencil. yep yep the rest of the list is your obvious um the fun part about always reading these lists i don't know podcasts because sometimes they're just boring um but nintendo dominates like the mid to bottom of the top 20 um like because they have the most consoles yeah well you have mario rabbits um, then Bayonetta 3, Mario Kart 8 is still 11th, um, uh, Splatoon 3, um, then Switch Sports, and uh, Super Smash Ultimate um, are all in, you know, the top 20 still, some yeah. of these. Um, it just shows you how much better the Switch is doing than, um, than Wii U ever did, um, because... Oh, it's, it's not even, it's not even kind of close. No, I know it's not even kind of close, but it's just kind of fascinating. Um, and then also going through October, uh, the best-selling game of, of the year so far is still Elden Ring, um, which is kind of probably a boon for Bandai Namco um, to be up there. And obviously Call of Duty is already number two. <laughs> and they're worried play. about people not buying that game. Yeah. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The only surprise on the top ten here um of this is that um uh Lego Star Wars a Skywalker side is number three. Um, I mean it's not currently. it's not that surprising. Well the games below it you think would would have sold more, you know, Madden, uh Horizon Two. I know, but you got so you've got three things here. You got a Lego game, always huge. Star Wars, always huge. And then it's on the Switch. So I mean Yeah. That's like a trifecta that's going to get you tons of sales no matter what. Yeah. Even if people don't like the, because it's, I want to say it's like all of the games. Like it's, it's all, or not, not all the games, all the movies. Yeah. I could be wrong there. It's, it's all of them. It's the whole saga. Yeah. So that's why, because hmm. people will just buy it just to play the, yeah. the movies that they like. Yeah. The, uh, the fun part to tell you, um, like the difference between games is the top two games this month were Call of Duty and Gotham Knights. And then you go to the year and Call of Duty's number two for the year and Gotham Knights is fourteen. <laughs> you know, they showed you how big of an opening month difference between the two of them. Um yeah, so um and surprisingly, you mentioned the Call of Duty thing. Um if you just take the last twelve months, you know, October to October, the Two of the top three games are Call of Duty games. So I love when people say they're worried about that. <laughs> it's I, just it's just a bunch of BS. It's so dumb. 
Oh, they'll they they'll they're never they'll they'll stop selling it on our system. If they're making that much money hand over fist, they will yeah. never stop selling it. No, no, it's 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 pretty obvious. Um, so moving on. Speaking of Game Pass, um, they uh, you know the games coming out for the second half of November coming to it. Um, a lot of smaller games because usually the second half of the month tends to have um, some of the smaller indie stuff, but. Uh, the two big ones um, on this list of eight that I see here um, is uh, Norco, um, which is a small uh, game that is in the run for Game of the Year um, from some people. Um, that game is a console only for Game Pass. Um, I think it had already been PC Game Pass. And um, for on the PC, uh, Warhammer Dark Tide. So for your Warhammer fans out there, um, you know, you can get that on Game Pass Ultimate. Um, and then two new games that are day one, um, releases that'll probably end up on my list to try out for game of the year, um, is Pediment and Somerville. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, getting to the end of the year here. I'm waiting to see, um, what comes out. Um, so, uh, one of the, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. One of the sacrifices, um, that are, is going off game pass, um, is that, uh, Final Fantasy 13 2. Oh, it's, it's leaving Game Pass. Oh, I actually like 2 better than the original. I'm a weird person. No, 13 2, I've heard, is the best one of the three. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I, I think the one thing everyone agrees on, and you know where I'm going with this, is that Lightning Returns is a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, there, there are arguments back and forth between 13 and 13 2 fans um, saying which one's the better one. But everybody, it's like, it's 100%. The the Carl Weathers Arnold Schwarzenegger um, hand clasp of <laughs> of them hating Lightning Returns. Um, it's because Lightning Returns is like nothing like the either either of the other two games. Yeah, it, it's the only one of the more recent fantasies that I have not beaten or even had any desire to beat, and will not show up on the poll, um, which is saying something. Um, I own yeah. all of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I'll ever open. Like, I think it's still sealed. I think Lightning Returns is still sealed. I don't even know if yeah. I'll ever open it. Yeah. But thirteen two, uh, I plan on playing at some point just because they up res thirteen and thirteen yeah. two for the the Xbox. So I'm yeah. hoping that it'll I'll play it on a Series X and it'll yeah. look awesome. Yeah, and thirteen two is kind of like Pokemon too. Yeah. Because your third-party cool. member is a uh, is a monster. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I beat the game with a chocobo as my third-party member. I mean, that's why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's one of my favorite moments. Was literally it was the Pokemon. It was I was gonna say Pokemon. It was it was the chocobo's turn, and if its attack didn't kill the final boss, I'd have to do the full forty-five minute battle over again um, because he was setting up to do his like wipe everyone move. Yeah. Um, and he hit it, and then it, you know, did the death animation, and I literally jumped and fist pumped when it happened because I did not want to do another forty-five minute battle. But yeah, that's that might be maybe that's what's clouding my view. But uh, yeah, so moving on to I guess the big news um, that came out. Depending on what you think of the game awards, you know, probably some of these things are, you know, getting their money wise a little bit. Um, um, but uh, who knows? It's always weird. Um, well, I'll go through them uh, quick at the at the bottom end. 
If anything you hear, Tom, you want to pipe up about, um, feel free. Uh, we'll start with the uh, most anticipated, because um, everything below this is just, you know, like esports game, you know, you know, things like that that we wouldn't really talk about. But um, so no surprise, um, Final Fantasy 16 um, is nominated. Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, Starfield, uh, Tears of the Kingdom from Legend of Zelda. Uh, but sadly, um, I guess because uh, maybe I just have a, an opinion about the the author of the books now, uh, but the uh, Hogwarts Legacy is nominated as well. Uh, I, there probably could have been another fifth game, but I digress. I get it. Um, <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> uh, best multiplayer game. Um, obviously, Call of Duty's on there. Um, uh, Overwatch 2, you got your Splatoon. Um, I'm glad to see uh, that they gave Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge a nomination. I think that's a good nod because that game is a pretty good multiplayer game. Um, the surprise on this list is that uh, Multi um, got nominated. Uh, I haven't heard much about that since it first came out. That's really where my surprise comes with it. <laughs> is like some some people played it for like a week or two, and then I haven't heard anything outside of the joke that I think LeBron James is literally in that game. Um, is he uh, like his tune version? His uh, yeah, it's like it's his uh, Space Jam character. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, best sports game. Um, obviously you have your two staples that are always nominated for this award. They made it sports slash racing. Um, so, you know, FIFA and NBA 2K always get nominated. Um, uh, Gran Turismo 7, um, and F1, uh, 22. Um, that was not much of a surprise. I've heard a lot of good things about the new F1. Um, the one that shocked me, um, just because it is, you know, a little bit more of an off the radar game is, uh, Ali Ali World. Um, the skateboarding game uh, got nominated um, in this category. Interesting. Uh, you know, they could have thrown a Madden, a show, you know, but that is the fifth nominee. So thumbs up. I, I, I know people are probably going to be mad at this, but there's no way Gran Turismo 7 loses that category. Yeah. The, the only thing that, the only thing that could beat it is maybe a FIFA or an, I don't, I don't think so, Mark. No, been, I just people, said people have been, I know, but people have been waiting for Gran Turismo 7 for how many yeah. years? It's been I feel like it's yeah, been I could 10 also years. see Ali Ali World winning it because such being a such a weird nominee. Um since these are nominees are picked from people, you know, journalists and uh, you know, uh streamers and stuff um nominating them. So I could see a game like that getting on the list weirdly and be, just because it did get the most votes. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I wasn't I was close. It was nine years since Gran Turismo Six came out. So, yeah. and Gran Turismo Seven is really good. Like I, yeah. I, I played it a ton, and I I saw credits, which I I didn't think you could do in a Gran Turismo game, but I did. <laughs> I did it. Uh, so, uh, best sim strategy. Um, I I can't really pick what I think will be a winner here. Um, there's two that I know, or three that I know. Um, but I don't know much about the other two. Uh, so I'll uh, go in order of how they're listed here. Um, Dune Spice Wars. Um, Mario. Go ahead. I, was, I didn't know that there was a Dune game. Yeah. Yeah. It's apparently a sim strategy game. Um, Mario and Rabbits Spark of Hope. Um, Total Warhammer Warhammer 3. Um, Two Point Campus. And then the one I don't know anything about, and I'm upset that I don't because it's a paradox game. 
um, is Victoria 3. Um, so I'll have to look that up after the podcast. Um, but yeah, um, I could see any one of those winning, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's it doesn't seem like a runaway winner there. Um, the game that always, the, the category that always makes me laugh, uh, but this year they actually got it right, um, was uh, Best Family Game. Um, if you know last year, it was It Takes Two won this category. You know, the game about divorce uh, won, won Best Family. Of course. Um, <laughs> uh, this year, it's, it's a little more traditional. Um, uh, Kirby, uh, Lego Star Wars, Mario and Rabbids, uh, Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. It's kind of fun that, obviously, Nintendo has four of the five nominees here. Well, it's... It's uh, they're they're the family company, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the other one is a game that is probably played on Switch all the time in in Lego Star Wars. All right. And then we have our best fighting game. Um, I, I guess they're, I guess they were trying to find a way to get this one game nominated. So I guess they put it here. Um, so I'll just go through them all. DNF Duel, which I've seen a lot of players, especially Maximilian Dude, play it yep. a lot. Um, so uh, not surprised. Um, another anime fighter in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, King of Fighters 15, which I feel King of Fighters is like the FIFA. Like when there's a King of Fighters release, it will be nominated. Whether it has any shot at winning, who knows? Uh, Multiverses is here. Again, didn't hear much after the first two weeks, at least in my yeah. year. I feel like Multiverses was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then yeah, nothing. Maybe the FGC. It's, it's a big game there. I don't. Well, know. I mean, if you are a part of the FGC, let us know yeah. on Twitter if it still exists after this episode. Yeah. Uh, what you think of multiverses? Yeah, or is it a big thing that we're just have a blind spot to? I will completely admit that. Yeah, um, me too. Because I mean, we all know how big Smash is. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the same uh, anywhere close to the same level. I know Smash is like a big deal. And people love that game. I just don't know if multiverses is one of those. Yeah. One of those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the weird one is they nominated Sifu. Um, the only reason I say that is because when I think of, and I might be reading Sifu wrong because I haven't played it. When I think of fighting game, I'm thinking like one-on-one, like arcade fighter. Um, or even Smash Brother-esque in multiverses. I thought this was like, like a, a, like a beat-em-up type game. Um, which I would put in the action category, but um, yeah, it's also in the action category. Yeah, that's weird. weird. I wouldn't okay. consider I wouldn't consider Sifu a fighting game. Yeah, there's got to be another anime fighter that came out that you put in there. Um, Something, but, but uh, there's got to be a Blaze Blue coming out this year. Yeah, I, Something. I, I feel that just by the fact that it's nominated a lot, I could see Multiverse's winning this just for some weird reason that we don't know about. Um, uh, role playing. Um, this is there's an obvious winner here. Um, Elden Ring um, is nominated. That's going to win. Um, Live Alive, which I have to finish. I'm on the special chapter that you get after beating um, the first eight chapters. I haven't gone through and completed that yet. Um, Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus or however you would say it. Um, I still don't know how to say it. Uh, Triangle Strategy. Um, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3, um, which is probably the only one that has a chance of beating Elden Ring, but Elden Ring. I was going to say, I've heard a lot of good things about Xenoblade 3. Um, I don't know that it's going to win, 
but I've heard many good things about it. Yeah, it's it's the only one that seems like it has a shot. Um, action adventure. Um, don't know why to have an action adventure in an action. Why not just call this adventure? Um, uh, a Plague's Tale Requiem, which I've heard really good about and might be part of my uh, goatee catch-up um, games. Uh, God of War, which is probably going to win. Um, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, Stray, which I played a little bit of. Don't think it should be in like nominated. Maybe this might be the one category where it should slip in. But um, yeah, and then Tunic, um, which is a game I have to actually play. Um, Because I put it off when it first came out and then just never got back to it. Uh, Best Action is Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty, uh, my personal favorite, Neon White, um, Sifu, and then Shredder's Revenge. Um, That could probably go to Call of Duty. Who knows? Um, I I think Shredder's Revenge is a sleeper here. I think think anybody that played that game knows that it was awesome. And uh, it it deserves some praise. Because yeah, I don't think just, I don't think Bayonetta three is winning that. No, no, and Shredder might be that royalty versus thing where seeing it nominate it might be because it's it's got a lot of votes. Um, so skipping a bunch of, of other categories, best performance, um, uh, we have Ashley Birch um, for Forbidden West as Aloy. Um, we have the main character from A Place Sale Requiem, Charlotte McBurney, uh, Christopher Judge, um, who is. Uh, God, um, Kratos, God of Blanken, um, and God of War, um, um, Man and Gage, who plays the redheaded girl in Immortality. I could see her winning this, um, just because they love a Sam Barlow actress, these award shows. And then, um, Sonny Sujilic, who I think plays one of the, um, gods in Ragnarok. Obviously, I haven't played it. Um, and then we move up to the final two categories. Um, best narrative, which is one that I'm always interested about seeing who gets nominated. Um, and it's ones we've seen before. Uh, Plague's Tale, uh, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Immortality. I honestly do not know who will win this. Um, I think the only one that would be a surprise would be a Plague's Tale. I could see the other three winning, uh, just based on what I've observed Critic-wise, and my playthrough of um, three of these games. Um, and obviously, God of War's got the momentum. But this will be an interesting one to see where they go with this. Uh, it's always yeah. interesting to me when like the Game Awards or any of these come around, how many games that have just come out win. Yeah, they have to be submitted to the Game Awards by a certain date. So a right. lot of I your did... December games don't get in it. Right, but November does. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I wonder how much is, like, time bias. Yeah. Yeah, like your Crisis Core and your new Pokemons won't be on here. Uh, right, but they will be next year, and is does that hurt them next year? True. You know what I mean? And then the it's one you like, I feel like it's just, like, movies. It's the same thing. The same thing happens. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then what you've all been waiting for, Game of the Year. Uh, nominations. Um, uh, a Plague's Tale. Um, again, like I said, I've heard great things about it, so I'm shocked to see it here. Um, the next three are pretty obvious. Um, Elden Ring, God of War, and Horizon. Um, I can vouch for Horizon stories pretty damn good. You can say what you will about the gameplay um, of, of Forbidden West, but when you finish the full story, it's actually it's actually a really, really good story. 
Well, um, what is what is wrong with the gameplay? Is it too much like the previous game? Well, some people say that. There's also she talks a lot in it. Like she'll go, that looks like an interesting thing. Why don't we look up here? Oh, what's going of... on down there? Okay. Yeah, I, that, I can that's see what I that... mean by gameplay. <laughs> I can see how that could get grading quickly. Yeah, the actual action and all is actually I like some of the weapons. Um, some of the some of the differences in weapons this time around. Um, and I like the idea of different of the new tribes. They the the new versions of the new tribe because it's like one tribe but three versions of them um, get introduced and all that. So um, the surprise here um, was that Stray got nominated for Game of the Year. Really? Yeah. That could, yeah that could be an it takes two of this year. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what your thoughts are in Stray. I mean, it seemed like a cool concept. But I don't I don't think it like really I don't think it really made I don't know what, what I'm looking for. I don't think it made the impact that it that they wanted it to. Yeah. Um like I know that they were like everybody was like, Oh, this game's gonna be awesome just because you get to walk around as a cat in this world. But again, it's one of those games where like I heard all this hype and then I heard nothing. Yeah. Not like nothing at all. So I don't know if uh if if there was just if it was just a, a hype train that went off the rails and we didn't hear anything or yeah if uh it's a sleeper and we didn't we didn't realize yeah yeah stray's the interesting one it takes two was also the interesting one last year and ended up winning game of the year so that's why i said i wouldn't be shocked yeah, I, I, I feel like i heard more about it takes two than i did stray could have been because we streamed the whole thing <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I it, it does help that I watched you guys play that, but I don't, I don't think yeah. I feel like Stray, like j I just didn't hear anything about yeah. it. Yep. And then the uh, sixth game, because apparently they nominate six games, um, is Xenoblade Chronicles Three, um, which I, I think, heard I haven't I think, heard anything bad about it being up there. I think people were pissed, um, like that they were thinking it was going to get left out, and then it didn't. So yeah, I, I think, think that's the, why there's six nominees. I think the one thing people were mad about, and it goes back to what you were saying about that the December games are eligible for this year, is that uh, you know Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker was not nominated for anything. Um, yeah, that's the same type of deal. Yeah, it just so. I don't know I don't know how much of that bias plays into it. Time the time bias. Yeah, and one random category that I will say absolutely needs to win. Um, in a random, I'm not going to read all the nominees. Is uh, for best score in music, Metal Hellsinger better win that because that is the best idea for for you know a score music uh, combined with a game that I've seen in a while um, because it literally has a mechanic that you have to get to a certain uh, multiplier for the lyrics to start. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I still so, need to try that out yeah. once. Uh, once once I get a new Xbox, I think that'll be one of the first games I try out. I think you might. I would check out PC Game Pass uh, once you get Game Pass Ultimate, you know, all sewn up. Um, yeah. cause it might be easier on mouse. Um, yeah, rhythm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So those are the nominees. Uh, as you could probably have figured out, I didn't read all of them. There's like at least 20 more categories here. Um, those are the so, big ones. Yeah. The uh, not surprised. The uh, most nominations was God of War Ragnarok, who got ten nominations. Um, not surprising. No, uh, Elden Ring and Horizon were uh, high up on that list as well, but nobody else got the ten. 
so yeah, let us know um, on uh, Twitter, um, as Tom Jogging said, if it is still around. Um, or you can send those messages on our TikTok or Instagram, whatever's still around after this podcast uh, comes out. Um, your thoughts on these Game of Year nominations. Um, I may, depending on when does it air, I should have looked at that starting this. Um, you know, as I said, my Thursday is going to be like sort of a catch up on news so that we're not, you know, two weeks behind it. Um, so I may do a watch along with this. Um, it'll take place on December 8th. I think it's a Thursday, Wednesday, either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so uh, you might get me the live react to a lot of this. Um, it is a Thursday, so it lines up. Nice. Um, yeah, so that, that does it for the news. Um, I, unfortunately, I don't have any weird, wacky news uh, that Jen usually finds because she's the expert at that. Um, so when she uh, comes back next week, um, she'll, she'll have something for us to laugh about uh, news-wise. But our main um, topic for this week, um, we did our preview for Extra Life in the last episode. Um, and here's our, uh, I guess, debrief. Um, <laughs> on extra life here, sort of rehash review, sort of just talking about um, how the day went. Um, I'll start it off with just the basics. Um, we raised, as I said in the beginning, we raised thirteen hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, thank you so much. Um, we hit a bunch of our goals, uh, which includes we're going to live stream part two of Jenny's D and D one shot. Um, Jen's going to do a cosplay stream. Um, and then we're doing a keyboard getaway, which I'll have Tom talk about in a second. Um, and then a bunch of little things which I think we satisfied the day of. Um, so, yeah, our big thing is if you can get us to 2000, um, we will do one hot tub stream. And that means all of us. <laughs> yes. Just remember that. I mean, I would love to get to 2000. It's all of us. Yes, it's, it's the whole crew. Whole crew. Um, so not, not looking for any thirst traps here um, for that. Either way, you know, um, whether it was solo me or solo Jen, you know, don't want to thirst trap anyone. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, everything, everything went well in terms of the donation. Um, people got us to donate a lot of money um, early before we even announced how much the wheel spins were cost and got us into a wheel spin hole um, pretty quickly um, that we never could really get out of um, because all of you being generous and kept donating. Um, but yeah, um, and as I said, Jenny, um, is going to be doing one under her Roxy Foxy, um, account to be part of our team. So hopefully the team goal will go up. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, there's one more that could possibly be happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think someone else is, uh, from our community, um, uh, might be Pork doing Chop, it together. I think Pork yeah. Chop is, is working yeah. On one. yeah. I know there's a couple that reached out. Um, but in some cases they get on there, sign up and realize that it costs a little bit of money to to start it up um uh so sometimes people back down at that point it's it's not much it's like i think like 19 dollars or something um yeah. it's basically to register you for the prizes you know that you that you get as a group um which i completely understand but yeah so you have until december 31st you can donate at tinyurl.com slash gamer dad battle um and uh, help us get to that two thousand dollar goal but tom um, just a little, uh, debrief. You, uh, hosted again. Yes, um, we did. you know, we, uh, had a little bit more, it seemed like of a stable idea of what we were doing. Um, some things got delayed. 
um, because they needed to line up with guests we had. Um, but it seemed like we didn't have much of that sitting around and going, uh, what's next, you know, going on. I don't know how you, yeah, feel. yeah, we had, we, I feel like we had a, a, a more thought out plan. I feel like every year we, we go, yeah, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And then for somehow in the middle of the day we're, or, or night, we're just going, all right, uh, what are we doing now? And I don't feel like that happened at all this, no. this year. Luckily, um, oddly enough, I feel like this is the, the year I've played the least. I don't think I, I think I, I don't think I touched a controller until like mid after like mid mid to late afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably the King of the Ring. Yeah, the King yeah. of the Ring was the first time I touched a controller, which was probably late afternoon at that point. Because we the way we usually do things, if you've watched in the past, you know, we usually start with D and D. And then we go into the games. But in this case, we started with games. And I don't think anybody was mentally prepared to play anything in the beginning. So Dan just blew through uh, Donkey Kong Country, which was awesome. I think I had more fun watching that than I would have had playing something at that point. Yeah, and led led to probably the greatest, one of the best moments of the day. Um, You know, because Dan, known for his dark humor... Probably had the best joke of the night, um, which it's on. He said it live on stream, so I'll repeat it here. Because we we still talk about it. Um, so he was playing Donkey Kong Country, and he said that he remembered the Donkey Kong Country maps better than he did his own dad's birthday. Um, and then Jonathan innocently asked the question, um, you know, uh, how many birthdays? You know, which is more? You know, the times you've beaten Donkey Kong Country, your dad's birthdays. And he says, well, obviously, you know, dad's birthdays, um, because his dad, I think his dad was in his 50s um, yeah. or whatever. He said, but good news is I'll have plenty of time to catch up because my dad's not having any more birthdays. And the uh, best part about that joke was the delivery from Dan. Um, because Jonathan he called, had no idea. John, Jonathan didn't know. God bless him. Um, <laughs> when, 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 when he asked that, which wasn't his fault or Dan's fault or anyone's fault. No, um, it was. But it set up a great comedic moment because Dan's pause was, I almost did a spit take, but you had too much stuff back where I was sitting, Tom, for me to do that with an energy drink. Um, and uh, it, it go back and um, if you're, you know, it should be on the archives. Uh, we may we may split it out or not. I haven't, I haven't decided um, exactly on that, but um, only because I don't know if I have space to split it out to be honest um uh on my computer but um yeah yeah it set up that moment um which was great that we had a moment that didn't involve some kind of crash humor in um jackbox which we had a couple of those but yeah it was a great moment great start um dan beating donkey kong country was amazing um and to his credit jonathan made a great joke later when he said Oh, it's nice to see good video game playing on Game Vault Pod. Um, <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> Especially since I've been doing the bulk of the platforming streaming. Um, and I am notoriously awful at platformers. Uh, which okay. we'll find out later in our uh, Retro Roulette review. But um, uh, was there any like um, setup, either hiccups or things that went smoother than you thought they would go? Um, um, let me think. Well, D and D went real smooth. I was happy about that. That setup seemed to work pretty well. 
of course, there's going to be hiccups every now and then because the way my stuff is set up is very, I know how everything works. And then we come in and then we change everything like th- that day. So stuff tends to go funky. And especially this year, because I have a child now that anytime like I had to leave to go do something, it felt like we were trying that you guys would be trying to change something down here and I wouldn't be here to fix it. Uh, especially when Jenny started on the PC stream, like, cause I haven't streamed from my PC in probably a year more, yeah. maybe. So things were bound to not be set up correctly. Yeah. Especially so. with Edgar running wild on, yeah. on PC streaming setups. Yeah. That's, that's and, always the worst when, you know, things have updated and, you know, Oh yeah. Like my stream deck and my wave XLR have updated like a hundred times. OBS is a totally different version than the last time I streamed. So nothing was like meshing. So luckily she only had to play like one game of dead by daylight with no sound. And then I was able to, to get it fixed, but yeah, but yeah, for the most part, it went pretty well. Like I said, like I've said in the past, having that um, receiver that I have makes life a hundred times easier because we can have um we don't have to worry about like splitting the signal of the of the game because it has two outputs so one output can just go right to the capture card and we don't have to worry about having double audio or anything like that so it i, I feel like it makes life a whole lot easier when we do these these long streams yeah. people can just you know pick what they want to do and and just go yeah yeah and that was going to be my my next question um uh, I know we, we talked about the setup and all that stuff um, in the preview and in podcasts in the past, but um, what was the one thing this year that you either added to the setup or finally saw in action that you would recommend to anybody doing, not even marathon streaming, but just group streaming, like with multiple people around? Uh, so this year we did something different with the microphones. Last year we did, we tried to have like four or five microphones set up in in front of everybody. Uh, and this year we did, we used something called a pencil condenser microphone, which is built more for like indoor, um, kind of like for, for sitting just off screen when you're doing like, uh, interviews or things like that with, uh, with audio indoors and they seem to work really well. They were able to pick up the front row of us, the back row of everybody and it, uh, we didn't have to worry about like being on a microphone as close yeah. as you could get. And, uh, especially with like it being cold and flu season, I'm sure nobody wanted to be that close to a microphone that somebody was just in front of, but I feel like that worked out really well. Uh, we had a mixer set up, which again, we don't really, we last year, we kind of jig rigged everything up and used like two or three different audio interfaces, but we were able to use a, uh, a mixer this year, which really helped. And I think the audio, I don't think we had any problems with audio this year. M- uh, minus like the beginning, because my mister was doing something funky with audio. But other, other than that, I think we had our best audio year yet, finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The I think the only error audio outside of the, the weird setup with going to streaming PC for the first time in a long time. Um, was forgetting to uh, sometimes mic uh, mute the microphones when we were on the standby or start screen. 
Um, which thank God we don't say anything terrible. Um, well, th- yeah, thank God we're good good enough people that we don't say stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, on the hot mics, <laughs> um, which I love multiple times throughout the day with Aunt. You know, we'd start talking about a subject and you just go, hot mic, hot mic. (laughs) (laughs) Just as a, you know, reminder to all of us as we got tired, um, you know, not to forget about that we were live on the Internet. It's uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun as usual. I I do wish we would have gotten to do more. We didn't really get to do a whole lot of the Gamer Dad battle stuff, but we did get to do at least the uh, we got to do the King of the Ring. And that was a lot of fun. And Jen did a great job with the one shot. I don't know if you were get going there yet, but uh, I, I had yeah. a lot of fun playing D&D. It's been a long time since I've gotten to play. So it was nice to uh, jump in with a new a, a new dungeon master. No offense, Mark. <laughs> but I'm taken. I, I know you had a lot of fun, too. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I did some, uh, some cosplaying um, for it. Um, because I played a paladin that took his oath to the bro code, um, which I got on tape. I have to, I have to figure out where it is and <laughs> cut it out and put it, put it on our, yeah, our, 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 our bro prayer. Um, shot, dude. Um, <laughs> I had bought a uh, mullet and a, one of those wraparound sunglasses, um, and wore one of my tank tops. Um, so it was, it was fun. Um, the one downside that I didn't realize was wearing the sunglasses. I couldn't read some of my dice. <laughs> so I, I needed to make sure that um, I used um, the dice um, that had the like real bright white letters, like numbers on them. Yeah, we were in a, we were in a dark basement. You know, insert yeah. insert uh, joke nerds in a basement joke here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's the other thing. The the other tough thing is doing that down here is lighting we were lucky enough to have decent lighting on the one side of the basement but on the side we play D on it's just not uh it's not not ideal for for the setup we need to need to do oops sorry that was my phone <laughs> i apologize to all the headphone people out there i'm not sure if i'll be able to edit that out um uh, you'll be fine <laughs> um yeah so yeah, the lighting, you know, is is we're not professional studio um, or anything, um, but yeah, it was it was it was fine. Um, the uh, the one thing I was I was thinking, um, I think the best thing we did um, was that uh, between the the six of us um, that were there, um, I had suggested, and then we pushed it was to have everybody make sure they had one game they could play yeah. um, in a pinch. And I think that really helped us, um, uh, you know, stop um, having the, you know, slow moments of trying to figure out what to do. Um, because we could always go to that game if needed. And you had your keyboard set up. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, I'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, so right. we did a, a live keyboard build on stream, which was first time we ever did it during Extra Life. Jenny's done one and I've done one on stream. But this was a uh, special one for Extra Life. Um, we actually had a, a a good amount of people interested in it. I was happy about that. We had we had a raid just before then, and we had a few a few people hang out and and talk keyboards, which was which was nice because it's instead of me shouting into the the abyss <laughs> about stuff and people are like, what is this nerd talking about? 
switches and keycaps and all this other stuff. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad we had a few guys hang out and uh, talk keyboards. And on top of that, we did cross a goal that we're going to be doing a giveaway for a custom keyboard that uh, you can go vote on Twitter right now. There's a poll live. Uh, even when you when you hear this for the first time, there's a poll live that you'll be able to see on our Twitter, and you could pick the color scheme. Ooh. So that'll be fun. And I'm hoping once it's all picked out that I'll be able to do the build on a live stream, and then we'll get it sent out to whoever wins. We haven't figured out how we're deciding who wins yet, so stay tuned. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that that's always fun. Um, I think our next goal next year is to, you know, probably make some more connections and stuff throughout the year to maybe have some more giveaways. Um, I know the first year we did this, I, I got some codes from an independent developer. But we didn't have many people show up. So those codes have just been so- sitting out there and not claimed. Um, my thought is to throw them out again, but uh, they probably got canceled, expired um, at this point. Um, they were Steam keys. But um, yeah, we I like the 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 feedback um, to the uh, the keyboard enough that I think that should be a goal going forward. Um, yeah, I don't know your your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm certainly up for it. Uh, if especially if we can get some contacts in the uh, custom keyboard market, I think it would be I think it would be great to to partner with some folks and do a build each year. And uh, I, I, just, I just like getting people involved with the voting and the polls and everything else. So hopefully we uh, we can continue doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, is there anything else on your end you'd like to talk about? Because I got um, I got one final thing that I wanted to hit everyone with at the end. Let me think here. I, I every year is great when we get to play Halo. Um, it's a lot of fun because. John and Dan and I grew up playing Halo together, and what you saw on screen was how how we did it back then. <laughs> and it's uh, all the trash talk and everything else. That's all. It's it's all the way that used to be, and <laughs> and always will be, I guess, because that's uh, just it's just what happens when we get together and play Halo and play first person shooters like that. The uh, I think Jackbox is my favorite part. Um of that. I wish we would have had a little more time um, to do it, but uh, John showed up a little bit later, so everything sort of got condensed. Um, but um, I think the best thing last year was um, we did the blindfolding thing, and John had to put the blindfold on for um, Jackbox. I wish we could have done that again this year um, on there. Um, it's definitely something that I would love I would love to see going forward if we do an extra like smaller stream over the holidays. You know, just to have the wheel go blindfold and while we're playing Jackbox. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's about it. Um, the thing I want to hit everybody with, first off, thank you for donating. Um, again, I, I know we're going to, you know, keep doing this. But, um, yeah, when I went through what I did um, before the thing is I went through and added up um, all of our um, all the money we've raised over the seven years we've done this. Um, and looking at some of our earlier numbers, um, it makes me even more grateful for the last four years, um, where you guys have been a big part of it. Um, you know, we've, we've surpassed $500, um, after not even being able to reach it the first three years. Um, so, 
Um, thank you guys for that. But we are pretty close um, to uh, a round number. Um, we're at $5,865 raised um, all time. Um, so we're a little under $200 um, short of $6,000 total. I think that's pretty good for a, a stream of our size. That's pretty damn impressive. I hadn't, I did not realize we had raised that much money, but that's, yeah. uh, that's great. Yeah. And, and the biggest momentum is the last two years, you know, as, as we've grown the community out, you know, getting over a thousand each year and this year's not done. So we might hit 6,000 by the end of the year. Um, but I think, I think a goal of ours, um, we're going to keep doing this. This isn't anything, but I would like to, by the time we're all said and done, I want to be at least in five figure range. Um, you know, that we have raised through this. We should get there in the next two years, I would imagine, um, just by the momentum we've had, um, especially if we get more people um, joining our team and stuff. Um, we should get there. But I think it's pretty cool that we, we, we raised six $6,000 for the uh, Children's Hospital um, of Philadelphia. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So I would keep an eye on um, the Discord um, both ours and Roxy Foxy about any future, um, her marathon stream, um, which will probably only be a short one. It's not going to be 24 hour, obviously, unless she's crazy. Um, no, I think, she, I think she has, uh, <laughs> I think she has nixed that. Yeah. I think, I think 12 is her limit at this point. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I'm going to be doing a short one, um, if not next Saturday or the Saturday that you hear this, or, or I'm sorry, the Friday that you hear this. Um, or, uh, sometime, um, over the next few weeks, I'll do a mini marathon, probably anywhere between six to 10 hours. Um, and maybe I'll make a stretch goal, um, for you guys to make a 12, um, you know, um, just, just, uh, by myself here, probably just, uh, playing a lot of Yakuza or a lot of, the, um, uh, load my last save type games, uh, just to get the time out. Not going to be jumping around much, but, um. Yeah, so another extra life in the books. Uh, thirteen fifty so far. Um, still have time for donations, but yeah, twenty four hours. The best thing is that um, you know uh, Jen and Dan's anniversary being um, when it is. Um, won't give out the date because you know, <laughs> but um, when it occurs allows us to not have to do this for twenty five hours. So we thank them every year. I. Um, I I can I can still remember those twenty five hour ones, and that was yeah. that was brutal. Yeah, especially when you saw that clock click back. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, what what time? It was either two or three a.m. Yeah, and oh yeah, it was like you back. just wasted a whole hour of your life. Not that this <laughs> isn't not that we don't want to do it, but it would be do doing it for twenty four hours and then another hour added on top of that just made it that much harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, just, uh, once again, I know I keep repeating this, uh, the, the website to donate, which will be in the description and all that of this podcast and all over our discords and Instagrams and Twitters and all that, um, is tinyurl.com slash gamer dad battle. Um, so be sure to go there and donate. Um, and I'll make sure to read your donation live when I stream, um, you know, because I, I will be picking that back up. Uh, more often coming up. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of games that I streamed, Tom. Yes. The Retro Roulette game uh, this week was 
One where I slightly manipulated the wheel, only because I did not want to play Mission Impossible for the NES more than anything. Um, I'd get an NES game at least. Yes. Yeah, it came up. The two of the three games that were on the wheel were NES games. So I was like, all right, it's kind of fate. Um, But the game that I ended up choosing was more because of a tie-in, I believe, this Wednesday. No, I guess pun intended. I'm assuming that's why they released it on that day. the series Wednesday is going to be premiering on Netflix? Question mark? I believe it's Netflix. Yes, I believe it's Netflix. Um, you know, so I decided to choose the game that was uh, two clicks away on the wheel. Um, and I chose The Addams Family for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, not Fester's Quest, which is what I think everybody thought it was. When it, well, when I did it. When you announced it, I didn't realize that there was a uh, a uh, Adam's Family game. Yeah. Neither did I until it came up. Um, that is why I jumped on it, because I'm like, oh, this can't be too bad. It's not... I haven't heard about it like I heard about Fester. Um, so it can't be that bad. So before I get into my thoughts, because I did stream it, um, Tom, based on any playing of it or watching it, uh, what were your thoughts on The Adam's Family? Uh, it seemed like a typical NES um licensed game like i feel like any any game that was like weirdly licensed like that didn't like they're like like the adams family seemed to work like a work like this if that makes any sense yeah um it's just kind of a simple game where you throw one of the main characters into it and it's just oh here like the, the whole thing didn't make any sense first of all because you're running around and your own house is trying to kill you. Yeah. Which makes no sense. And I couldn't figure out why. Like, there was no, there was no rhyme or reason to why it was happening. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it just seems like one of those games that you got as a, as a gift because it was a bargain bin game that had a, a name you knew. Yeah. Yeah. I even put it in the category of not even that, but the other genre of game i had is that a family member knew you liked the movie yeah exactly something like that you know that i've gotten plenty of games like that some are good um some are not good um but yeah so from my playing experience um the platforming was weird i could i didn't and i don't the, moment, say that the momentum seemed weird i didn't know what was a platform or what wasn't in in the house because some photos were platforms, some weren't. Some things were climbable, like a pole, and some weren't. Um, and also didn't you know, know what could hurt you. <laughs> that yeah, was another that thing. Well. Yeah. Um, There's only one puzzle I figured out quickly. Um, was those jack-in-the-boxes. Um, you had to jump on them when they were smiling. Uh, so, and it was a pattern. Like, that's how I figured it out, was I saw that it went... You know, smile, 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 like across the line. I'm like, oh, you're supposed to jump and follow the smile um, around. Uh, but yeah, the this is definitely felt like one of those games that you needed the manual for. Um, just from the sheer fact of knowing what the hell was going on, um, first off, because it gives you nothing. There's not even like a scroll at the beginning um, <laughs> to give you like, oh, Fester's taking over the house and he's trying to kill you. You know, not even anything like that. Um, and you got to rescue the family and save your and get your money to get rid of Fester, uh, which I think who was the boss at the end. 
I watched a speed run um, of it. But um, yeah, so the concept of the game um, is that you had to go and save the family um, individually, and there were puzzles and ways to do it. Um, like to save Pugsley, you had to put together uh, some kind of formula to shrink him so he got unstuck from a wall, you know, because he's fat. Um, and then you also had to collect these keys. Um, but the main thing when I was playing through it was I ended up putting it on infinite lives near the end just to see how far I could get. And there were parts that were still fucking annoying, even with infinite lives, um, that I could not imagine doing regular lives unless if you knew the speed run, you know what I mean? Um, so there's this ice level, which the ice physics were probably the worst ice physics that I've seen. Um, and I'm the odd person that I hate the ice physics in, um, in Mario 2 USA. Um, even if some people say they're, you know, good and, you know, they're, you know, physics based and if you figure it out, I don't like them. And these felt even worse than those. Um, just because there were two pixel perfect jumps you had to make. Um, to get across um, the, the the gaps, and you took damage each time. Um, like there was no real way to time not getting hit by a snowball um, yeah. when you jumped the one, and then when there you landed no- on the other platform, you got hit by a, a icicle right away. It seemed like there was a lot of that. Like there was a lot of you're just going to take damage no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Even the speed run took some damage in spots. Like not even like damage boost. Just like oh, well, I'm going to get hit here. So. Oh, well. Um, so at the end of that winter thing, you would, it's where you would rescue Wednesday. And watching the speed run, rescuing Wednesday sets off a chain reaction in the game. Because she gives you an item that helps you get to the third, helps you get to the room that opens up Grandma, who gets you a key that opens a door to get you to the final ingredient to help Pugsley. And Pugsley gives you something to go get um, a thing, and then you use thing to get lurch. <laughs> it's like, it just became like, I was right there to start the domino effect um, to beat the game. Because the speed run is only 13 minutes. Uh, which is amazing as a full price game when it came out, by the way. People out there complaining about pricing nowadays. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a game you could probably beat in an hour um, was probably like 50, 60 bucks. Um, but yeah, it's not great. The most insane part about the game is that I, I don't know if there is another song, but they played the Adams family theme on loop throughout the game. So it kind of got annoying and burnt into your brain. Um, and it wasn't even fun to do the snaps anymore. Um, yeah, I wish there was a second track. Like there was a inside the mansion track and an outside the mansion track. Yeah, because, it's just, yeah. The the whole thing was confused. It seemed like almost like Simon's Quest. Like yeah, when you watch the speed run, which I recommend everybody out there that like speed runs to watch it. It's a pretty interesting one. Um, is that the game does make sense <laughs> when you know what you're doing? Like re, re, like probably reading the book and knowing what you're looking for instead of just you know bumbling around like I did. Um, but I think the the most confusing part about it was they don't tell you this at any point, as far as I know, again, could be in the manual, that the third part, the, the second part to win the game is you have to collect a million dollars. 
That's, and then, that seems that seems like a lot. Yeah, well, it it depending on how I think some of the gems are worth like 10, 20 grand. Uh, you know, you can get up there pretty quickly if you know where where to look. But you don't find that out until you rescue all the family members, and then you get to the vault, and it says you need one million dollars to open the vault, and then you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to go back and get all this money. Money, yeah. And doing that without infinite lives, I. Um, so long story short, it's a, one of those NES platformers that all games came out between 1986 and 1990. I would say a good 75% of them on the NES were platformers because of the success of Mario and platformers were the easier games to make, um, at the time, you know, it was either shooters or, or, or platformers, uh, for the most part. And so it's definitely one of those. And my, the most fun part is last thing I'll leave you on before I, we give our scores, or at least I give my score. Um, I find it insane that when you load the game, it comes up with the splash screen with all the copyrights and, you know, um, stuff like that. Um, and then you push start. And when you push start, there's a scene of the mansion with lightning around it. And if you don't hit a button, that will run in a loop. Like, that, and there's nothing on the screen to tell you you hit a button. <laughs> Just it'll just go forever. It'll go forever. And I tested it after the thing, and it was like a good two minutes or so that I sat there. Because what you think is you hit start on the splash screen, right? And then yeah. it's like an opening, like a little mini cutscene from NES era cutscenes. Um, and then it would lead you into the game. But no, it just stays on that screen. So yeah, that was interesting. Weird. Um, but uh, anyway, Tom, do you. Uh, Feel you can give it a score. I feel like it would not be be uh, be fair of me to give it a score. So I will I will yeah. let you give it a score. Yeah. So I'll give it a two out of five. Um, I think the I think the one thing that um, at least for me um, gives it a two is that um, once you f- figure out um, you know enemies and stuff like that it becomes fairly easy to know what you need to do on them and then it kind of becomes fun like you know who you can't jump on you know where you can jump and all that um it looks good for the era um and you can tell it was pre-movie that this was released because they didn't try to make the characters look like um they looked more like the tv show adam's family um than the movie um which i found pretty cool um and I did like the design of Gomez. So that's really the only reasons it got a positive too. Everything about else about this game is trash. Um, and it was obviously a money grab um, in an era when NES games were putting out stuff like that, where some were better than others. Like I said, you have a Jaws while a short game that you can beat in like six minutes um, is actually enjoyable in terms of gameplay. Um, and then you have this game, which can be beaten in, you know, a little under 15 and is not enjoyable at all. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not even like a fun enjoyable. Like some of the Jaws stuff is fun enjoyable. Like the special segments where you're killing the jellyfish from the airplane, you know, and the just the sound design on the Jaws is so much better than this game. Um, but yeah, it gives you a good idea of where licensing could go wrong for an NES era game, um, especially after we played the Lion King recently, um, which was a really good Super Nintendo game. Uh, 
yeah, so that was the Adams Family uh, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, the game does exist. It's not just Fester's Quest. Um, and it's a long line of game TV show movies. You know, I already mentioned one. Yeah, Back to the Future, all that stuff. Just look up all that. Totally, you know, go go find somebody and buy totally legal versions of those um, uh, to play them through. They're always they're a good, interesting relic uh, of of a of an older time in video games that doesn't really exist much anymore. Um, yeah, it's definitely a, a a a picture in time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like movie tie-ins don't happen as much anymore. Um, because it's more expensive to make games, um, nowadays. Um, and even when they use movie characters, um, they make it not based on the movie. Um, so this is the, this is an era of time when this was happening. Um, so yeah, Uh, without further ado, Tom, let's spin the wheel. Hey. Tom, what did we get? We got Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation. Awesome. I, I've been, I feel like I've been waiting for a game like this to, cut, to come up for a long time. Yeah. But I don't, I've, I don't know if I've ever finished Metal Gear Solid 1. That's, so, yeah. This will get me on the, on, the, on the road to try to finish it. Yeah, so uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, was the first game I remember um, like beating as a rental. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because not that it's not that it's a short game, it is a short game um, by modern standards. But because of the fact that I was at that age, it came out in '98, I believe. Um, you know, being 13 years old, where I could just spend 14 hours on a Saturday just playing a video game. Yep. Um, so I was able to beat it in two days before the rental period ended. Now, kids, rentals were when you used to go to a store. And pick up a game, and you paid money to only be able to play it for three days. Then they started expanding that to a week, and then the whole business collapsed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I beat the fun part, uh, for those of you out there, um, those will may already know this, but for maybe our younger viewers or people that have never really played this game, um, they did a little trick with the box, um, the game box. Um, there is a, there's a thing called Codex, which is basically like your walkie-talkie. That's the easiest way to explain it. Um, Kojima says it's something in your nerves and your ear bones or whatever, um, explanation for how it works. Um, it's technically telepathy. Um, the, um, the code for one of the frequencies, um, was printed on the back of the box as like a screenshot. So if you didn't buy the game, you theoretically did not have this code. But God bless the people at Blockbuster because they made sure they printed that on the back of the rental. <laughs> Here's the code. <laughs> You're going to need them. Um, that was awful nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, well, you couldn't beat the game without it because you needed to call the code. Yeah, I right. guess you could I sit know. there and call every single code from 116 through 180. That sounds like um, a freaking nightmare. And you would hit it eventually. And you'll see when I um, stream it tonight, um, there is point something like it's not just 116 117 it's you'd have to do 116.01 116.02 you know again that um, sounds like a nightmare <laughs> to get it it's even worse um than a nightmare but yeah so looking forward to this game um i'll play through let's see i think there's a good cutoff that i can do 
I think I think it's the first boss if I can get to that in the stream um, and see how good I am at it because it is tank control. So um, be on the lookout for that uh, if I remember correctly. Um, so either way, um, Tom, any final thoughts on Metal Gear Solid? Um, you get to see where Kojima really got got his uh, his start going. I mean, he, obviously he made games before this, but. I feel like this was his first big success. So. Yes. Um, this was the one that I guess you could say broke through because um, Metal Gear for the NES and the MSX um, were his first games. Um, yeah. But they didn't break through because they were kind of stealth games in an 8-bit era, which were very difficult to pull off. Um, and then he had games like Snatcher and Police Knots and, you know, other games um around the time or before um this you know zone of the enders and um other games but this is the one where he got weird for the first time <laughs> um i i know there's some stuff in the original metal gears that are kind of weird and snatcher's kind of weird but this is like when people say kojima's weird this is what they're talking about um yep. it's the stuff that goes on in this game and there's so many things that happen in this game that are part of like gamer lexicon that you don't realize are from this game. Um, like for, I'll give you the one existence is the, uh, whenever you hear gamers more around our age, maybe a little, just anytime someone says the word brother, they immediately go brother. <laughs> um, because it's one of the best delivered lines in video games. Um, and you know, but yeah, yeah, this isn't the craziest he gets, um, with it. It's actually tame. For where the rest of the series goes. Um, but yeah, I am excited. Um, this was the first game that I beat without any help when I was a kid. Like when I beat Link to the Past, it was because I watched my dad play through the whole game and kind of memorized a lot of stuff um, when I went through and beat it. Um, but yeah, this was, you know, no guides, no nothing. Um, so be interesting. And I recommend watching some speed runs of it because they're, they're really fun. Um, speed runs of any of the Metal Gear games. So, I am excited for tonight. Um, it'll be my third consecutive night streaming, so <laughs> thumbs up. Um, we'll see how I'm feeling um, at this point, but um, it'll be nice more. to get back on that horse again. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So to repeat, um, yeah, it would already have happened, but um, I'm definitely streaming um, on a consistent basis on a Saturday and Sunday. Um, a game. Saturday is going to be the Yakuza series, and then Sunday I'm trying to beat a game that I have like an old save in. Um, so whichever game wins the poll um, will be this week, and then we'll play it through till I beat it. Um, some games I'm further in than others, um, so we'll see when it goes. And then Thursdays um, I'm doing you know any news trailers that pop up for that week. We'll talk about it for like a half hour, forty five minutes, uh, maybe less, depending on how much news there is. And then I'll play through one of the games, not play through, but I'll play for like an hour or so, uh, one of the games that I want to check out for game of the year and just kind of give it a, will I keep playing it or is that it sort of rating at the end? That's my goal for Thursdays. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to enjoy it. And then uh, we have Retro Roulette this Monday, every other Monday, and then Jen streams on Wednesdays, um, you know, as, as sort of um you know the horror streaming stuff so be on the lookout for that um and then once again extra life tinyurl.com slash gamer dad battle
um, help us raise some more money for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Any so. little bit helps. Yep. So for Tom, I'm Mark, and we'll see you next time. Bye.